Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What up? What's happening? Welcome to episode three of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Brendan Vogt of DenverStiffs.com. we got some cool content up at Denver Stiffs right now. Uh, we were all over Michael Malone's A-plus quote slash speech after the win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Check out my uh, game story, our roundtable, and of course, we were quick on it. D-Line Co. has done it again. We've made some shirts for you guys. Take that L with you on the way out. Take that shirt with you. Take that quote with you. Wherever you go, you can check it out on DenverStiffs.com right now and buy yourself one. They come in a couple different colors. They look pretty cool. So shouts to D-Line Co., who does great work, uh, as always, for us, uh, helping us out with those shirts. In this episode, I sat down with my best friend in the market and really first person that I met here in Denver, TJ McBride. He's been covering the Nuggets for several years through uh, some smaller blogs, through BSN, through Mile High Sports. We talked for about half an hour about his path to a credential, our first time meeting each other at a bar, and he told a pretty funny story about this one time he almost broke some NBA news, which doesn't really happen for local reporters anymore in the age of Woj and Shams. Uh, Shams ultimately beat him to the punch. There's a pretty funny reason. Stinks for TJ, but I like to laugh about it, uh, and he's a good sport about it. So it's a pretty cool conversation. I didn't get KD Winge. I said I would. Uh, I had a day to do it. I didn't have my equipment. It's my fault, and this is going to be a running bit all year probably of me trying to get her on the show. But you'll just have to settle for TJ. Uh, that's my guy, and I think he, he did a good job on this one. So without further ado, episode three of Full Court Press. Hope you enjoy it. All right, take five. Take six, TJ? Probably take seven. I don't know, man. We've never actually had a like functional podcasting experience together. We're so bad at this. That's TJ McBride. Hi! You can hear it. This is going to be about the fifth time that we've opened the podcast. Just this, this podcast, too. Not of all of the other ones no, that no. we've attempted to do. Just for this exact podcast. And I want to start it the same way, so let's try to have a genuine... <laughs> we'll be repeating ourselves again. <laughs> All right, TJ. All right, just go. Dive in. I wanted to have you on the pod, man, because the whole thing here is about pulling the curtain back a little bit, give the readers a sense of who we are. And honestly, man, you and I are really good friends. Yeah. And that go, we, we try to show that on, on the interwebs. But a little too much, I think. It's weird, especially now that we're competitors. Yeah, and it's even funnier when people like... People see us almost as like a group, almost like Still. It, it, it's funny. Like even when we go to the Stiffs Night Out, you know, there's a selfless plug for you guys, just because I'm a good person. Shouts. But people know us. It's like, oh, it's TJ and Brendan. It's it's kind of bizarre, like how much we're almost like a package group here when it comes to Denver media. The daily, daily. Uh, what was the name of our podcast? The Denver Nuggets Daily Denver Podcast. Nuggets daily. <laughs> you were on it for months. Quotations around daily. <laughs> Yeah, twice there, a week. There was what? Yeah, twice a week, and then we would like wait two weeks, and then we do five in one week. It was it was not daily. We nor will, is it still daily. We'll touch on these days a little bit. We're the Mile High Sports days, but let's go all the way back to the beginning, man, because you are the very first person 
that I met when I moved to Denver. Which is crazy to me, too, because we had this discussion about five times trying to do this podcast already, but... <laughs> uh, I, I don't reach out to people. Like, one of my things is that, like, I'm just going to go meet people organically. I'm just going to be in the industry and around everything, and that's how I'm going to make my connections. With you, I don't know why, and I still don't even remember the fact that I hit you up out of the blue when I saw that you had just showed up in Denver. Which is hilarious to me, because I was sitting there fretting about hitting you up or not. Because <laughs> I don't, you know when it's, like, academic, when they're just Twitter profiles yes. miles away? I, I was following you when I was in L.A. I used to listen to your podcast with Harrison oh, the sitting in the parking Nuggets lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was kind of like, I guess nervous is the word. I was like, I don't want to bug oh this God. dude, but it might be like, I had you pegged as someone who seemed like sort of on a similar path of the one I wanted to take. So you hit me up. We meet up at Historians Ale yeah, House. Historians Ale House over on First and Broadway. We got drunk and that's it. We've been friends ever since. Yeah. And it was funny too, because I, I want to ask you this. So you had a very wrong perspective of me before you met that's me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the perspective from like the first five minutes of our interaction? So I say this to you every time I see you and you at this point, I, I hope understand it's out of love. You're a crazy person. Yes, I know. You're I, a crazy I'm person. happy to take in that, like, whatever the ideology or the perspective that I am just a psychopath. Like, I'm 100% okay with that. Manic is the word. There you go. I didn't know. I would I would come to learn that it's because you drink, like, 10 freaking cups of coffee a day. Yeah, on average. Right, right around there. All right, man. So let's... So yeah, but we were at Historians. We ended up hanging out, and we ended up just kind of just talking basketball. Can we cuss on this podcast, by the way? I have no idea. Go you for it. You don't know? Probably okay. not. We were just shooting the shit. Yeah. And it was, it was great times, and... It kind of just so happened that I needed someone to come right with me at Mile High Sports. I can't say for me because there was no money involved yeah. whatsoever, but but I, I needed someone else to come help out. And it just kind of so happened that it worked out. We just happened to get drinks together, and the rest is kind of history. Man, we – and that launched like a – all of, so from January on, I was credentialed last season – and it was just you and me every day between the every podcast, day. writing everything we could at Mile High School. Those were fun days, man. I will I look mean, back at those with pride. I even tweeted this. I think it was last week where I was like, man, I just miss doing podcasts with you and just like doing stupid crap together because like we were kind of just thrown into this because both you and I, like I may have had a year and some change on you in terms of experience, but we handled it the exact same way. We kind of just got dropped into a professional media market covering a professional basketball team without much experience and said, go. I know. It's crazy. And that's probably the wildest part of all of this is that you and I both took that exact same trajectory into this industry. And, and you you know what? You were my mentor. Like I That's had, not I good. I had to go to you for questions. <laughs> that was not a good thing. Which I didn't even know. So <laughs> I guess I did because I knew you were my age, but I didn't know what your background, what your experience was yeah. like. And you, how did you get your start? It was very random. Um, I was actually at a Nuggets game just as a fan. I had someone invite me and I, I grew up in LA so I love basketball and it was always just ingrained in me. So I was always kind of curious about finding a way to be around the sport and around the league. I had absolutely no idea of how to do it. So I'm sitting just like into a few rows up watching a game with a friend and I get a text from none other than Anilo Piro <laughs> who was writing for Mile High Sport or who he wasn't. No, no, no. He actually wasn't writing for Mile High Sports at the time. He had just started a random upstart blog called Denver Sidekicks and their entire goal was just to put people back in the seats at Pepsi Center to watch these games. So it was really actually brilliant. I got to give Anilo a lot of credit for this is 
he gave the Nuggets something they didn't have, which was fan interaction. And when you immediately, you know, are given something to a Nugget, to the organization of the Nuggets, they started giving us some things back. So Anilo Piro ended up getting hired by Mile High Sports and got credentialed immediately. That's crazy. And, and so, he was like and he, Yeah, so that's the craziest part, man. When I first met Anilo actually at a Nuggets game as a fan as well, I was looking for like a 30-something-year-old guy, just like a regular individual, you know? And here it comes up walking a high schooler with all of his high school friends, Anilo <laughs> Piro at the game. It was so awkward. I felt like a thousand years old because I was the only one able to drink. And I was just like, this doesn't feel right. That's crazy. But Anila was a hustler and still is a hustler. He covers the Rockies for my Ohio Sports right now. Um, and he basically hit me up on Twitter, the same way I hit you up apparently, and was like, hey man, I'm starting this blog. You want to actually write for us? And like, I had literally no writing samples. I had never written anything that wasn't school related. Like, I had never covered a team. I just knew the team. So you just started. So I just started writing. It's, it's crazy. People ask me. I was going to say all the time. That sounds like a flex. It's really <laughs> that rare. That's the strangest flex. <laughs> but occasionally people are like, how did you get your start? What did that look like? And without trying to sound rude, it's, that's the answer. I just started writing. I didn't have a platform. I had my own blog. But it's crazy how you sit down one day and you write one blog post for fun or, or for Anila or whatever, and then you never it look just back. Clicks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up starting for writing for Denver Sidekicks and about, I would say, not even six weeks in, Anila got hired by Mile High Sports. No kidding. So suddenly it was just me and like three other random riders who were just as experienced, if not less experienced than myself, which was zero experience at the time. So what does writing look like when you say writing? I mean, it was just are... pre-game, post-game articles. Um, it was a whole lot of just random opinion pieces because at that point, that's all you have is your own opinion of what you're seeing. You don't have the perspective of the players. You don't have the perspective of the right. coaches. I mean, you can find stuff on Twitter or, you know, reading through all the old school blogs, like, you know, because back then it was pretty much just Denver stiffs and Denver stiffs and then a BSM was sprinkled in there and then there was the post. So there really wasn't a whole lot of to even read. So we were just kind of just spitballing. And do you feel like is there imposter syndrome going on at all? Like do you <laughs> feel like you know the game well enough to be talking about it at this point? I don't know if I Cuz for the record I still don't feel that way. I I honestly I don't. And I and uh, this season has been the most eye-opening experience for that because I have absolutely no idea what is happening with this Nuggets team. I've never been more confused about this team in my 4 years of covering them, which is so it, it's it's very humbling to realize that you just don't know things. You have no idea what you're talking yes, about. Yes. And you know, at first I had this weird thought process where I do know these things. I can absolutely be this person. You know, there's no way that I can't figure this out. And it was wrong. Like, it took a long time to develop the nuanced opinions of the game that actually correlate with what is happening on the court and also connects with fans. The first thing I learned when I got in the building was how little I knew. Yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. You realize man. this rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper than you could. And I'm not a basketball mind or basketball or product of the game even. I mean, this is like a late love for me. So it was a little intimidating sort of. But then I learned for me personally – and I'm going to ask you the same question because I asked Matt Moore this flex on my last pod. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I don't care about being correct. I take it as a point of pride to put the as much work in as I possibly can to come from an educated perspective. Yes, but I don't think it's my job to uh, know what I'm talking about. As as ridiculous as that sounds, I think the way that I would phrase it, it's it's your job to try and figure out yes. and actually know what's going on. My thing is not the outcome; it's the fact that you put in the time and the effort, and at least attempt to gain enough know how to convey what you are seeing on the court to the people who don't know as much as we may, right. which we may not know much. But there are people who know less than us, and it's hard for people who aren't around the team to have the same perspective as, as us. Right. So we may not know as much, but we have a better look into the intricacies that build up. The 
the Denver Nuggets organization. Because, you know, I think this might be one difference now in where I work at Stiffs and you back at the uh, the mothership. Mile the high, mothership <laughs> is that like I don't. So when I when I watched the game as a kid and it ended. I just wanted more, right? The yeah. final buzzer went off, but I didn't want the experience to be done. So I go to Sports Center, or I fire up a podcast, or I read a recap or something. So I, I sort of view it that way. Like, okay, my job here is to help keep the conversation going. Yeah. So you're a Nuggets fan, final buzzer blew, but you're not done with the game, with the with the experience that night. No, I mean, that that's when it starts. I mean, everything that happens in the game is something that you're just taking in. You don't really get to put any of your own thought process into it. You're just watching and absorbing as much as you can. Where things got interesting for me was that I could finally ask the questions I had been so curious to ask and actually start developing perspectives about things that are unspoken. Because, like, the things that I didn't know coming into this industry were, like, lineup data. Like, how do two players work together on the floor? Why do they work? Why do they not work? I only know it if it's Monte. Good. It works well. Good. Yes. Or Moutier. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not this year. But he's a good basketball player. He's been good for the past, like, two weeks. But regardless, uh, it, it it was strange to, like, have to take myself back from absorbing the game and actually having to do something beyond that and push beyond those seams because... That's the hardest part for me is to figure out the interpersonal relationships, why things work. It's more the psychology behind the game as opposed to the X and O's that are happening on the floor. And you know what's funny? The closer you get to a team, you realize like all that stuff matters. Player relationships, chemistry, relationship with a coach. I've never... You know, we'll never know how to quantify that stuff, right? How to calculate that. Well, there's not a mathematical equation you can put to those kinds of things. But I can tell you that it absolutely matters. Yeah, I mean... I've no. I've told you about this. I don't. I don't know if I've yelled this out on Twitter or anything. But my overall goal is to eventually work for a team mm-hmm. and be a scout and things like that. And the first thing that I realized that I just didn't know was how important the personalities are for the not just the makeup of the team, but just for one person getting better on a year to year basis. Well, that's the Anthony Bennett story. Exactly. Right? That's a player who had the talent to go. Maybe not quite. At, maybe he not had number some one, talent. But he, he was, was a, there. Maybe a lottery talent. But I guess the, the the knock on him is that when the going got tough, he wasn't about it. I mean, even JaVale McGee up until the past few years, like he just connected the dots of how hard he needed to work and what he needed to work on. Right. And before that, like he wasn't a bad basketball player, but he wasn't good. And he didn't have the same the same vigor in him to be great. And now that I get to cover this Nuggets team, you see guys like Gary Harris and guys like Monte Morris. Like I remember during the pre-draft workout process this past summer, every single time media walked into that practice court to watch a pre-draft workout, Monte Morris was waiting for the court to open up. Mm. And like those things, those intangible things, you just don't get a chance to perceive as a fan, as someone watching from the outside. It changes your opinions entirely. So you start, let's, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah, we, you yeah, started we, as a fan. Yes. And you're writing Basketball as a fan. Thing, yeah. How long before you start thinking about credential or that becomes like a, on the table for you? Uh, mile, so, so Anilo got hired by Mile High Sports. I ran Denver Sidekicks for about six months. And then Mile High Sports hit me up needing another Nuggets guy because they were sending Anilo to the Rockies. The second that I got that call, I was like, all right, I have to not be a fan. And I've never been a Nuggets fan. Like, I lived in Denver, which is why I was watching them more often than anybody else. Uh, but or, More than any other team, I should say. Not anybody else in that way. But it wasn't because I was a Nuggets fan. Which is interesting because there's... The perception of that stuff has changed over time. I think, like, I don't think the public... If you're capable of doing your job in an objective manner, I don't think people care if you're a fan or not anymore. Yeah, like, Adam does a great job of this. Adam, Adam does a great job. Kevin O'Connor, right? He yes. started as a yeah. Celtics fan. Honestly, Zach Lowe was on Celtics blog first. Right. So, was he really? Yeah. Man, that shows... I did not know He that. was also... Then before that, he was on a crime beat. Yeah. He was literally writing about well, crime. That I knew. 
but there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in the nugget guys and girls in the Nuggets market that I think are fans. You're not. You hate the city of Denver. Yeah, there's a lot. This is my my favorite way to describe the city of Denver. It's the greatest place you can be stuck. Like, wow. I have absolutely no qualms with like the fact that I'm here. Like there were, there are definitely places I would rather be. I'm a big city person. Like I grew up in Los Angeles. I want to be in New York. I want to be in Chicago. I want big markets. I want big environments. I want nonstop. Hence the psychoticness that we talked about earlier in this podcast. I mean, you grew up in Watts. Yes. Which here's my we talked about this academic perspective. I, was, I grew up in a three story Victorian home. Yes, we're with very a hot different tub. in terms of our yeah. growing up in that way. So the Watt, Watts is not a great place to grow up. That's my understanding. Yeah, I mean it. It is a when you hear the term ghetto, like that is the embodiment of the term ghetto and the way that Hollywood perceives it. Like, like a lot of what kids in the East Coast might think of Compton have in their heads. It's like <laughs> yeah, Watts so is closer to that. Watts than is what Compton is made out to be in the movies. It's right. kind of like it's called Gutterville for a reason. I mean, it's not a good environment, but the one thing that it always had and L.A. always had, regardless of how bad things were, was basketball. Mm. And that's why I grew so attached to this. But, again, like, the big city part of this is that that's how I grew up. I grew up where things were a mile, you know, a thousand miles a minute all the time. And Denver is not that. Like, Denver is like, oh, let me just meander my way through and just, you know, be calm and happy and not be too worried about it. Like, that is not me. That is the opposite of me. It's the antithesis of what makes me me at the core. No, you can tell. That's one of the. You said what's what was my impression of you when I met you? That I was like, this is one of the most hyper stimulated people that I've ever and met. And I need it. I don't know what else to do with myself when you know things are slow. Oh, what were what were you talking about? Okay, so I I ended up getting hired by Mile High oh, Sports, right. and I became a professional, quote unquote professional, which I still have trouble putting that title on anything that I do. I'm sure you have feel the same way at this point. Yeah, you you come off that way though. That's you do at least on the internet. Thank God for the internet, because yeah. I can hide all of my drunken escapades and chaos in my life to myself, <laughs> or, or put it on Instagram. Yeah, if I didn't <laughs> know you so well, I would think, man, that guy's got it together. Yeah, oh man, that's just not the case. But So um, how long have you been at Mile High Sports now? It's weird. So I was at Mile High Sports for about a year, and then Harrison Wind of BSN Denver hired me to, because I wasn't getting paid at this point by Mile High Sports, so I was just credentialed. And which was great. And like, honestly, I was like, cool, get to pay my dues, work my way through. And then Harrison Wind of BSN Denver offered me some money to come over and write for them. So then I went from a year at Mile High Sports to about a year at BSN. And now I am actually back at Mile High Sports with a bit with an actual pay raise and actually being able to do this full time now. And I've been at Mile High Sports for the second time about almost a year. So probably almost two years, okay. Mile High Sports, one year at BSN. So how many years total credentialed now? Credentialed, this is my third full season. Do you feel like a savvy vet no. in the media lounge? No. no, I do not. I mean, and this is the thing, though, is like Christopher Dempsey, who now is the altitude. Uh, Christopher. Yeah, Chris. Christopher, don't call me Chris Dempsey, as he used to be known on the Call of the Sports Guys podcast with Nate Timmons and Jeff Morton back in the day. But he's been around the Nuggets organization for 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like I met be- a guy that you actually read is Benjamin Hawkman, mm. who writes for the for the St. Louis Cardinals now. He was the Nuggets beat guy for 15, 20 years as well, and I was talking to him all the time. And you know, Jeff Morton's been on the team for ten years. Matt Moore's been in the industry for twelve, thirteen years. Like to be here for three years means nothing at that point. You know what I mean? Right. Like the amount of dues that are still left to be paid and the amount of stuff that are still left to learn is so you know it's almost insurmountable at this point. Established, though, I would sure. say. Sure. I are. mean, I've been around the team long enough to be at least a known quantity of my writing are for the Nuggets. Long enough to. All right. You can. If you want. If you get mad at me for this, we can edit it out. But long enough to. 
Oh, TJ's distracted. Sorry, you- there's unicyclists playing basketball on the Nuggets court as we're podcasting, and I was not prepared to see this. That's a really high unicycle. I know. It's like a five, six-foot unicycle. He dunked earlier. He's Is they going to alley-oop? Are oh, you got to be kidding me. Play by play. They did it. Why did he st- we just stop on a dime? Okay, I, I All right, don't let's know. focus back up. <laughs> that That is incredible. How, f- how do, I feel like w- when it comes to unicycling, you have to I thought practice we were going that, back to right? the basketball stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, I thought. Yeah, I think you would too. Or you can just have Kyrie balance where you can just like, you know, get the whole Michael Jackson lean going on. I'm just on. wondering how many times you fall before you get good at unicycling. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we're talking about being established in the locker room. Established enough that in a smaller market, a market that really lost a lot of attention during the a uh, lot. Brian Shaw era over there. Um, who is Brian Shaw, who is in Denver right now as an assistant coach of the Lakers. That's right. Yep. Um, so you th- you have a great story that I was hoping you would share. And if you don't want to <laughs> do it, you can yell at me. We can edit it out. But no, we can do this. Let's y- do this. You almost broke some news, which is which is, doesn't really happen anymore yeah. for local guys. It's hard to. In the, in the era of Shams and Woj, it seems like, especially in Denver, just yeah. we're not really here to break news. It's not usually thrown to us. And uh, at the same time, too, like if there's news to break, the team usually just gives it to the biggest, easiest, most accessible writer there is, which is usually Woj or Shams. Right. Because they're so well connected. But I had developed, um, I don't want to say a relationship with Tory Craig, but we became... What's the right term for it? Uh, colleagues, in some sense, where like he knew I was covering the team. He was trying to make the team. It was a professional. Yes, it was. Um, and it was his first game at Summer League uh, now two years ago. The Nuggets had brought over Tory Craig, and I actually asked the Nuggets head of analytics before the game started, who should I be watching for that I don't know? And he said Tory Craig. Mm. So... I entered, so that night, Tori had a great game in summer. Like, I remember it was like a 16.7 rebound game. And I interviewed, I interviewed him after the game, and we just kind of started having that professional relationship in that sense. And I was really the only one talking to him. I just kind of was just going off of a, you know, a tip from someone who worked in the Nuggets front office and was hoping for the best at that point. And Tori starts to kill it and starts to you know make a name for himself. He ends up coming onto the Nuggets as a two-way contract guy, builds up his reputation. So, so we'll set the scene. <laughs> it becomes clear that Tori is probably going to be offered an NBA contract by someone. Yes, and really, the only question is: Will it be the Nuggets or will someone yes, else offer? And them? I had been digging on this story for probably a month, Months, maybe yeah. longer. And I was in contact with people who knew, at least, were privy to what was happening. They were directly connected to Tori in that sense. So you came up to me off the record. You're like, "Look, man, this is going to happen, and I think I'm going to get it." And so the night before, <laughs> let's get, let's just tell the whole story for sure because this that night before is what made this so chaotic. We're on the old strip. We're on Fremont Street, and, it, and this is summer league this this past year, this the 2018 summer right, league we just had. Vegas. Adam Mares was in his element. Oh man, that was fun. Just holding it down at the table. But yes, we were gambling until what I would say five. Three, four, no, yeah, it was like right, five, was five, six in the morning, and I knew that I was waiting for that call. So what I did is I went I went back. Took a nap and was. I woke up in the morning about 30 minutes before I was expecting the call. That was the confirmation that Tory Craig had signed his deal with the Nuggets. I already, <laughs> I literally had the numbers already. Like I was completely prepared. Like I had the story written. So, I wake up and my phone is on the charger, but it's off. I unplug it off that charger, throw it on my wireless charger. Won't start charging. Plug it into my computer. Won't start charging. My phone would not turn on. And I abruptly realized why big time newsbreakers have two telephones. <laughs> it's just like, I, I can't get the call. I can't make the call. And even worse, 
the person I was talking to, I did not have their phone number. It was through Instagram. Oh, no. So I couldn't go on Facebook Messenger. I couldn't go on my messages on my computer. Because Instagram, you can't message from the desktop That's version. Right. Yeah. So I had literally nothing. So I <laughs> so hung over, hung over after gambling until 6 a.m. with you hooligans. I am now at, like it's like I believe it's 8.45 at this point. I am in my rental car whipping down the <laughs> road trying to get to the Apple and store. our end, by the way. Everyone thinks I'm dead. Because no one responds. No one's on their phone more than you are. Yeah. So if the text doesn't go through try twitter if the twitter dm doesn't get answered i check your page nothing from you and not only do we have uh a game i know that this news is coming and no one can find you yeah and like i had everybody hitting me up the last time i saw you was five in the i thought you were dead it was you it was adam it was matt moore it was harrison it was um even jonathan jarks of the other ringer who i had talked to a little bit about this kind of get some advice he like everyone was like they don't know where i am so i am currently at the apple store just like pacing back and forth like waiting in line behind like six old people at the genius bar on a monday morning <laughs> i was viv- I, I i've never been so angry it, it's it, it has been a long time since i have been that off kilter i was losing it i was about to yell at a bunch of old people at the genius bar so finally get up there and it takes them 30 40 minutes to look at my phone trying to figure out why it's wrong and the battery doesn't doesn't just doesn't work to pay $200 just to get a brand new battery put in my phone turns on and there, there it is. Sham Sharani of Yahoo Sports back in the day. Tori Craig is signed with the Denver Nuggets on a full NBA deal. I have six missed calls from the person I was supposed to talk to. Like, all the texts and calls from you guys. And I, it's like, what, 11 a.m., 12 at this point? I, and I'm just like, oh, man. I told my buddy this story, and he goes, well, it's just Tori Craig. I'm like, you don't understand. Local reporters don't beat Shams anymore. We don't anymore. beat Shams. Like, and that's the thing, and I, I had that story. I had it written. Like, man. it was done. I almost cried for you, but I was too busy laughing. I literally went back to my hotel room, and I laid there for like four hours before coming back to Summer League to watch some games. It's a thankless industry, TJ. You almost had your big moment. Man, I'm like sweating even telling that story again. That was the worst. All right, that's that's really the number one reason I wanted to have you on this podcast. (laughs) Just Just fucking relive that chaos. (laughs) All right, so I usually close uh, all my podcasts. All my podcasts. This is the third episode. Yeah, shout out to Wingy and Matt Moore. Not Wingy yet. I've been trying to get her. Oh, for that weeks I just accidentally I plug a podcast that you haven't done. That's yet. Right. I've been plugging her for two weeks. I might just never have her on. That'll be my <laughs> running bit. No, I have this segment. It's called About the Author. So I ask you some questions, maybe not basketball related, help the folks at home get a sense of you as a person a little bit better. Yeah, you probably don't want to know me as a person, but we can try this. You are a hip hop aficionado, or at yes. least you claim to be. Yes. TJ, who is the most underrated hip hop artist alive today? Oh, hmm. <laughs> can I can I give you two answers? Sure, that's um, cheating, but fine. I know I'm gonna go with Big Crit, but he's more well known. He is um, underrated. He's underrated for sure, but more well known. The one that's like off the maps that kn- that people need that people should know is Odyssey. It's O D D I S E E. It's Odd I C, but it's all one word. The dude is a it's is a magician. That's crazy. Okay, you are a sneakerhead. How much money do you think you spent on shoes in your life? In my life, yeah. Just a rough estimate. Because for me, it's like $40. Yeah, well, you have like three pairs of flip-flops you've owned for your entire right. life. $2 and then you finally flops. put your toes away because you moved to Denver. I, I still have got one pair. This. I, I've probably spent a very rough estimate, $5,000. Jeez, that's more than I've made sports writing. I've also like sold a bunch of pairs where I've made probably about five k back. But All right, that's 
that seems worth it then. <laughs> is it a worthy investment? Is it a waste of your I time? Mean, it depends on the shoe. Like I, I remember Kobe Kobe Bryant retired. He had his 60-point game, and they dropped the fade to black Kobe's that day. And I got a pair in the raffle, paid like, I think it was like 650 for them, and I sold them for 1300 and like an hour and a half later. That is awesome. So like those things, like there are ways to do investments with it. It just, you got to be smart about it. You can't just like go buy any pair of shoes and hope that they resale in the future. Okay, here's a question. This is a life question. Oh, no. I'm putting you on the spot. You hate Denver. Where would you live if you could live somewhere New York. Else? New York? Yeah. Have I'd you be been to New York? I have once. <laughs> I finally just went. It's a madhouse, man. I love it. Yeah, you would love it. I don't know it's why I say that. Me, like yeah. It's precautionary. Yeah, yeah it Chicago is, is the place that I'm more realistically on my way toward because it's not New York. Like you got to have a job lined up in Manhattan to be able to make any kind of money in New York. So I don't have that going on quite yet, but at the same time, Chicago would be cool. Uh, two more. I... I think I'm going to use this one every time. It's just a good question, if I do say so myself. so bad, man. (laughs) What is your most embarrassing moment as a media member? Ooh. Right? I'm going to have to think about that one. All right, get back to it. I'll ask you another one really quick. Do you miss me at Mile High Sports? I do miss you at Mile High Sports. We I hate everybody else. I'm just kidding. Shouts <laughs> to Skip. Shouts. Brandon Ewing does great work. Duvalier Johnson or Duvalier or Dev or Duve, whatever you feel like Beats calling them. Beats me. That Jenna girl sucks, though. That new, that new girl at Mile High Sports, not my favorite person in the world. Shouts to Jenna Garcia. Yeah. But, man, this unicycle thing is just throwing me off. Um, but, no, I do, I do miss working with you, man. We had a lot of really, really fun times. It was fun, and it was to be sort of in the same place in life at the same age and like there's different ways you can approach this right like Dempsey and Adam and you and I like we all have a different level of sort of passion a different sort of approach to it but it was fun to just like now let's be maniacs let's stay up till three in the morning let's hit the and bar we let's... did and like we literally we hustled our way to where we are now we had lucky breaks along the no way doubt. like there have absolutely been lucky breaks but i do like to think that we worked our way into that luck you know what i don't think those two things are exclusive right you work hard so that when those those opportunities come like you can't get lucky without the hard work first right that's how i view it so. yeah absolutely all right, uh, you got to answer my question. Most embarrassing, yeah, most embarrassing moment. Um, I got popped. I asked oh, Greg yeah. Popovich about Nikola Jokic, and he said, who? And then literally went to the next question. <laughs> like, th- this is after Nikola Jokic had, like, a 27-10-7 game against them, like, three weeks earlier, too. So, like, there was no reason for him to do that. Um, dropped my phone on Nikola Jokic's foot once, and oh, then he reached down and picked it up for me, even, yeah. on camera. That was pretty bad. Anything else? Had my coffee explodes courtside when a ball got whipped at me by accident. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, during pregame warmups, ball just came bouncing over. I was deep into my phone as I tend to be, and all of a sudden there was coffee exploded all over me. Speaking of which, I'm tired. I need to get some coffee. TJ McBride of Mile High Sports, thank you so much for joining Dude, I me. I was happy to do it, man. We'll probably, like, I'll probably have you on again at some point. I, I, this podcast. It's so loose. So you can y- do whatever you want with yeah, it. Yeah, it's not really clear. Part. So. Like, you know, we did our whole origin story here. I might have you on to talk about more specific things. Yeah. If you ever drop a good piece again, who knows? Dude, hey, man. Isaiah Thomas piece up on Mile High Sports right now. Oh, plug that. Plug whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, milehighsports.com. I have a big piece from the magazine that I wrote and from the November edition of Mile High Sports magazine on Isaiah Thomas being the vocal leader, even if he's not playing right now. It is up on milehighsports.com as we speak. Awesome. TJ, you're the man, dude. It's always good talking to you, bud. All right, shouts to my guy, TJ. That's my guy. That's my day one. He's the reason I'm here. Helped me get in the door. Helped me get that cred around my neck. And just forever grateful to him, uh, even if I am getting a little bit sick of him. So, yeah, just really glad he sent that message to me that we met up at Historians. 
Shout out historians. Feel free to sponsor this podcast because I've said your name like six times for free. So just think about it. All right, next week I should have Katie on. Who knows that this thing is taking on a life of its own, but I'm going to try my hardest. If not Katie, I'll get a backup guest. There's a lot of cool folks to talk to in this town. So thank you so much for supporting the show if you've done so. If this was the first episode you heard, go back and check out episodes one and two with Adam Mares and Matt Moore. And make sure you subscribe to our Denver Stiffs uh, podcast feed. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, however you get your podcasts. Uh, go ahead, subscribe, and throw us a rating. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week, and go Nuggets.